Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Scott. Oh, that's it. <laughs> we do this every week. <laughs> We're both Scott. No, I'm Jeremiah. I'm kidding. I'm a uh, I'm a crazy kidder. That's why they uh, they call me they call me crazy kidder. That's why they call me Kid Scott. Yeah, yeah. They call me, they call me crazy kidder Scott. And that's yeah. why they call me Scott the Kid. Yeah. It's not because of my boyish good looks or my affinity for kids. Yeah, or that I murdered a kid once. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, Classic Jeremiah. The chop kid. him to pieces, put him in a gutter, killing all them kids, man. Don't tell their mother. Welcome to the Lasso Podcast. Uh, this is your first one. Stan Lee blew a guy once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, normally we would start the show by giving the age-old iteration that Stan Lee said, this might be your first comic book slash podcast, so yeah. if it is, here's your Which little Which is weird role. when he said slash podcast way back in the 1940s I know, it was when so he weird. was blowing guys all the time. That's what he called, yeah. po- that's what he called podcasting. It was just going down on yeah, dudes. Yeah. I'm going to podcast. I'm going to cast old Kirby's pod here. Yeah. How many people know that, actually, that when Stan Lee said, you know, this might be your first experience and I like podcasting, he meant blowing dudes. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. Every time the guy finishes his mouth, he said, "Nuff said." Yeah, great. And where do you think webbing came from? Spider-Man's web shooters <laughs> didn't come from nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, look, all of Stanley's great epiphanies for characters Our weird came from him sucking and- dick somewhere. <laughs> We love you, Stanley. Like you're listening to this fucking show, but uh, Stanley, if you're listening to the show, which you actually may be, I'm surprised half the time when I find out who's listening. I like mean, Kevin, Ralph Garman, yeah, approached us to be on our show as a listener. Correct. Uh, Larry Cohen approached us to release his new comic book, uh, and he's not even a comic book person. He's a no. famed director of film from what 1957 up. Yeah, he, he he looked he well from seven up at least. <laughs> he uh he uh he sought us out. So I mean, people definitely listen. People in high places, people in uh high towers, ivory towers, glass houses, glass huts, huts. Yeah, kids in gutters that used to have moms, mutters. Oh, mutters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, welcome back to the show for episode one fifty. Mutters and butters and rooting and tooting, etc. We were talking about Sarah Palin earlier, so now that's in my head. So we definitely were earlier when that. we weren't doing our first draft of this show that we scrapped <laughs> and, <laughs> and then <laughs> decided we fucking suck this week. That didn't actually. Chair uh, and I both have had uh, a, a series of weeks in a row that were both stressful, eventful, uh, stupendous, amazing, and uh, stressful. Yes. I, I will throw stressful in there as many times as I can. And and for uh, we are overworked and we're tired. And and for the sake of the listeners, uh we, we we are you know, we always try to give our best at everything and sometimes when we feel we don't have it, we feel it's it's better to not just uh phone one in exactly and shit one out. Mere minutes ago we recorded at least half of an entire podcast. It had content. If you want to call it that, it, it was, had show uh, it had it had shows. <laughs> it had, it had <laughs> see see how bad yeah. it was? This is this is literally a little bit of the last half hour. Hour rubbing off on the next five minutes. Yeah, which is uh, you know, hey, usually it's uh, usually it's me rubbing off for only two minutes <laughs> because I it's jacking off. It's the same thing as jacking off, rubbing off. See now, well, I, all the hype you're hearing right now is a weird burst of energy we yeah. had not had before. Nothing good came of the last thirty minutes. This may go down in uh, podcast infamy. Uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. Like it's a missing episode. 
It's gone. Sure, it doesn't it's exist. Gone. It fucking it, people are gonna find it in the vault someday, like all of Prince's music, like Episode Zero Zero, the and one we started with that we never released. That's right. Yeah, actually, and, I think we did for like a day, but I took it down. You took it down because you're like, no thanks. And then, uh, oh, then actually, and uh, Episode uh, Zero A, which was technically the first episode that we recorded, the second episode of the first, which was the first one that we really aired, but. 1A had technical difficulties. It's still out there, but it had that weird buzz behind it, so we completely re-recorded that episode. You came back over, and I was like, fuck, we can't use this, and you, uh, we, that was like our first episode. We realized there's all the fucking technical things we had to worry about, and then we sucked each other's dick. Fucking Stan Lee style. Enough said. Other references from Jack earlier. Kirby in your mouth. Oh! Oh, jacking off to Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby. Jack in your Kirby, Kirby in your mouth. Kirby eats things in his mouth. He spits them out like weapons. Oh, now you're talking about the Nintendo Kirby. No, Jack Kirby. <laughs> Jack Kirby also did that. Swallow loads yeah. from Stanley and no. spat him at muggers like bullets. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Kirby the game was a documentary. No, it's where the it's where Stanley came up with the idea for Cloak and Dagger. Remember the classic comic series, Cloak and Dagger? I do, yeah. Yeah, the guy took things into his cloak and Dagger shot him out of her hands. Very loose metaphors for how they used to blow each other and kill <laughs> muggers with semen. Oh, man. Classic Stan Lee right there. Now, uh, this week, oh, yeah. what we're going to do okay. instead of uh, the episode we had recorded, which we, we, we have already deleted and burned and stomped on uh, Office Space style, yeah. we are going to keep rolling on the Kevin Smith's Mod Co. Well, weekend you know, slash month yeah. slash... You you, you you sound like you want to say something. I mean, I was on a roll, and I, I actually thought, I thought you were gonna let me be on a roll. I actually want to no, let no, me no, be no. on a roll. I realized I have nothing to say. I was got. I was just no, about no. To, go ahead. I was, say, I was say about nothing. To, about to interrupt it and just interrupt and, me and just say. Why don't you interrupt me? There's like. A, How about you interrupt me? There's a there's a Keep squirrel outside eating a nut. Is it an interrupting squirrel? It's an interrupting squirrel. Moo. <laughs> I get my jokes mixed up all the time. I like old internet jokes too. That's an internet joke. Yeah. Interrupting. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was just a regular, like an old knock-knock joke from uh, like a popsicle stick or something. Oh, I confuse jokes with the internet. They're just the same thing to you now? As a whole, yeah. As a as a whole, yes. All jokes are the internet. So, getting back to this Kevin Smith thing we are talking about, we've been on a Kevin Smith high between Ralph Garman, going to see Hollywood Babylon. Talking Hollywood to Kevin Babylon, Smith, talking sitting, to Kevin in, Smith. sitting in his green room. Yeah, uh, Kevin Smith sat on my lap. Yeah, that was, I mean, I don't know why you I asked felt, him to do that. I, I felt the bulge from his pants. You were dressed as Santa Claus. I was dressed as Santa Claus. Um, everything but he was, knew it was you, though. So He, he gave me gifts. Yeah. Uh, like a boner? That was one of them. And like he just reached in a bag and gave you a boner. He's like, we also, I don't know who this came from, but it's decrepit. And it was confusing uh, too because we got Jesus toast from him with the Santa Claus theme going. That's true. Yeah, weird. very yeah. sacrilegious. Also, uh, yeah. uh, you know, it was fun. But keeping on with the uh, the Smodco theme, where we talked to Ralph two weeks ago, met Kevin last week. Uh, we figured we bring one back from the vaults because yeah, a lot of our like listeners little... are new listeners. Yeah. Hey, like Stanley said, don't blow that guy. He's mine. Kirby, think, Kirby's dick is my dick. Nuff said. I think outside. Oh, 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 Kirby, it tastes so good. My name's Stanley, and I sucked a dick. Uh, I think outside of some of our longtime listeners, like Robbie Polanco and Christopher Ball, uh, most of us, most of you, have not listened all. You just admitted to not listening to any of our podcasts. Actually, I listened to enough of them to know they're good. I listened to I, we used to listen to them. Uh, I mean, I, I technically listen to a lot of them because I you have to. Them, You're the editor, but it's more like I scrub through them and uh, and hope that they they turn out okay. Um, but uh, I we, I used to actually after we first recorded be like, oh, I'm so proud of this. I'll listen to us. Then I'm like, me too. Get sick of hearing ourselves after me a while. Me too. 
Uh, Hopefully so you don't out there. Don't ever get sick of listening to us. These buttery vocals like this. <laughs> buttery. I just want to. I just want to get this out. So okay. Yes. Point of business. The following that you were about to hear is an interview we had with Andrew McElfrish from Education Andy with Kevin Smith. And this was about a year and a half ago this when our way show. Back, yeah. Actually, this might be almost two years ago when our show was first starting. You'll just hear like we're he, squeaky, squeaky teens in this. I moment. know. Our, our our balls haven't oh, dropped. Mr. Our voices, McElfrish. Our voices are in the stratosphere. Um, what he, does a girl taste like? He was a wonderful guest and answered all of our questions. Including that one. And we had a fun time with him. And uh, following that, we had a couple of short interviews with uh, Brian O'Halloran, who was uh, Dante in the movie right. Clerks. And, and uh, we also had Scott Schiaffo on, who was the uh, Julius Gum guy. guy. And who uh, was one of my From uh, Clerks. favorite uh, interviews. Rant, like, I never expected that interview to be like as good. Like Not as good. I expected it to be good, but like he was such a totally different person than you expected so yep. smart because uh, truly the gum guy is just kind of like a you know funny douchey guy on, on clerks so you you kind of forget about the fact that like oh there's a real like intelligent amazing human being yep. under there so, uh, those uh, are like short little clips from Vermont uh, Comic Con that we had uh, from a while ago absolutely so. and this is just rolling out our uh, our Smodco banner here we are we are definitely friends with the people within the Smodco environment and they are friends with us and we appreciate them for taking their time to be on our show yeah um, anytime we can talk to anyone within that sphere uh, we are definitely happy campers uh, here you know what Without further ado, let's just jump right in. This week for our interview, we have Andrew McElfershawn. He worked with Leno for several years and now works with Kevin Smith on his podcast network, Smodco, on the show Education. Uh, currently, he's also working with Kevin Smith on a movie called The Anti-Clause. That'll be coming out this uh, winter, I believe. Uh, who better to ask, since I'm not quite sure, but uh, Andrew <laughs> McElfersh himself. Hey, Andrew. Hey, how are you guys? Oh, just dandy. Uh, Thank great. You. So yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I don't, you're asking the wrong guy. I know, I know that we've got our uh, we have our schedule. We start shooting in September. Okay. But I don't know the, I don't know the release date yet though. Okay. All right. Well, we'll find that out together someday. Mm. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll all go. We'll just go see it. Some someday it's going to come out. <laughs> exactly. Please, I'll go see it. All right. So uh, you worked on uh, Leno for quite some time. Uh, how many years I was did. that? Uh, Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Wow. Thirteen uh, years of jokes. 13 Years of Jokes. You were one of the yeah. uh, writing crew. How many of them were you? Like three, four, five? Well, we started out, when I first started, I was added on as an extra writer. Uh, so I was number 23. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that included uh, Jay himself, the head writer, and the guy that managed the monologue. Uh, by the time I left, due to budget cuts, there were 16 of us. So... Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, it, was a, it was a very slow bloodletting, but as time went on, fewer and fewer writers survived. That must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, you must have also just felt awesome being one of the few that survived, like this fucking fight against everybody else. Well, you know you do, but it's a job, too, so it's, it's sort of like um, you know shoveling coal, because when you're done at the end of the day, you have to go back and you know start for the next day. Yeah. Uh, I have a funny story. I, I worked on a movie... At uh, Warner Brothers for the when I was working at the Tonight Show, I guess my year three, and uh, you know it was with Keenan because uh, we had done White Chicks together, and um, and the, I go in to talk to the executive and she's like, "Oh, I am so jealous. You just get to finish everything at the end of the day and then you're done. These movies they take years and years and years." 
So I go back and I tell Jay, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm working on this uh, movie. I just thought I'd let you know. So, you know, you didn't get mad. And he said, oh, that is so great. I mean, you can do this show all day long, but 10 years from now, you'll turn on the TV and your movie will be on. I'm like, boy, the grass is greener in everybody's <laughs> life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you ended up uh, podcasting with Kevin Smith based on your work on Leno. Uh, you that, met him years correct. ago. Yes, we started working right after uh, September 11th. There was uh, Kevin appeared on the show to promote uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, mm-hmm. and everybody loved him, and he's a great guest. And they thought, why don't we do segments with him? Because they were trying to beef up the uh, the number of segments that you know, the act twos, the the correspondent pieces, if you will, to you know, just give more of a variety to the show. So Kevin, they wanted to put us together, and. The pitch I had for him was right after September 11th, people stopped uh, flying and they started to just drive around the country. And so we went around to all the crappy roadside attractions that you could find. And we did about, I think we did like 33 segments in all. We did a ton of stuff and we visited every, we visited the Gatorland Jumperoo uh, where we actually went into a live gator pit and the guy telling us, uh, he was showing us around. He's like, don't worry, you know, these gators, if, once they start chasing you, the first guy they bring down, they all just swarm in on him. <laughs> and uh, and then he looks at Kevin. Yeah, and they're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. We, we got the first guy. That's good. So, yeah, we, we traveled all over the place, and uh, and it was really fun. I mean, you know, Kevin and I got along really well, and I guess, you know, nobody had ever written for him before. So the first segment that we did together I'm doing what we do with Jay and all the other talent that you produce. You you stand behind the camera and you have a little blue card in your hand and you write jokes on it and you hold it up. And I kept holding him up for Kevin and he would read it and go, oh, that's funny. And then keep going on with the interview. I'm like, no, no, you're supposed to perform these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's so I guess I got to be the first guy to really write for him. And and since then, I guess he's been an actor in a bunch of movies, but you know, I got that first. I, I, guess. F- I feel like a lot of times, like when I listen to your podcast now, a lot of that might not like be so different now. Like you kind of, s- you, you start talking about something that seems a little bit like serious. And then he's just like, let me fucking talk about this for a little bit. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's just like dicks, dicks and dicks and dicks. And yeah, great. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, in working on the podcast, I try to come up with stuff that, I mean, the premise is that, when Kevin and I get together and talk, we don't necessarily talk about the business all the time. Like a right. lot of people, it's it gets, it's just tedious. Like you know that if you're going to go to this, you know, a friend's house for a cocktail party or whatever, that everyone's just going to be talking about ratings and all the other stuff, and it's boring after a while. Especially for me because at Leno, Leno was jokingly referred to by my agent as the backwater of entertainment. Like once you get in there, you just stay there. Um, so Kevin was just like, you know, you talk about interesting stuff. What that should be our podcast, where you try to learn me up good with some uh, facts and figures. And, <laughs> he uh, said it exactly like that too. Learn yeah, me up pretty good. much, pretty much. <laughs> and so that's that's what we do. But it really is just a way of teeing up, uh, you know, all sorts of different shenanigans and topics and stuff. And you know, while while he is going down the rabbit hole, I'm I'm just trying to drag him back on track. And, uh, <laughs> Keep keep things going. Uh, it's always amusing and it's always fun. Oh, I love it. It's great. Well, hey, that's good to hear. You guys have a knack for originality. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that. Well, you, you, uh, yeah. you can tell your you can tell your original di- like your dynamic together is is really natural too, organic. You can tell you've been working together for a while anyway. So, 
Yeah, you know, I I like to think of us as friends too. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't we've been working together, and actually, I got back with Kevin about almost two years ago, and we worked on a, a pilot at Fox and some other things before we even did the podcast. It was after we sort of fell into rhythm and step again. That's when we started doing the podcast. Nice. You know. And uh, it's nice that this relationship has not only turned into the show, but you guys have uh, a movie career now. Yeah, you know, I've had many movie careers. They seem to start and end. Yeah, so this, we'll is like a, this is like a new beginning <laughs> with the, uh, the the Kevin Smith side of life. Well, yeah. I mean, Kevin's, uh, you know, Kevin's sort of raison d'etre these days in movies is to really generate the ideas in the podcast. I mean, if you look, Tusk is based on a, a podcast he did with uh, with uh, Scott. Yep. And and he just wants them to be like Smodco pictures. So uh, this is one. I, I I don't know if you guys heard the podcast, but at Christmas time. I have, yes. We, yep. we, I actually yeah, re-listened to it this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the the script itself is kind of far afield from what we were throwing around in that uh, in that podcast because, for example, the... You know, the mask, when we talked about the mask sticking to someone's face and becoming their face, mm-hmm. I must have gotten uh, over 100 uh, tweets from people saying, they did that in Goosebumps. <laughs> they did that on the Twilight Zone. And it's like, yeah, well, you understand. I mean, we just were trying to throw out premises off the top of our heads. So we've made it more, it's more like a, you know, anthology of different morality plays. And we use the Krampus as, he's very, the Krampus is very flexible in our movie. He. Sometimes he's more the devil and, you know, the, the the evil marauder, and sometimes he's more that clever devil that we all love from The Twilight Zone and so forth. Yeah, it actually brings me to, uh, I was going to ask you, uh, based on what I heard from that podcast, I was curious which stories stayed and which ones left. Uh, my personal favorite was The Babysitter. Uh, the Babysitter is still the framing device of the of the movie. Oh, oh, very so, nice. That was one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, that's it came out, that came out good. That's scary. Yeah, that's, that's that dark. scary. <laughs> yeah, but now we're doing like we have uh, the Krampus versus the third grade, uh, which is uh, going to be this, you know, the segment I'm going to focus on. And it's uh, that was not in the original thing that you heard. It involves a lot of third graders being becoming victims of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, there's not, a, not not a lot of stuff is off limits. There's really no line that is not crossed in this movie. So. I gotcha. <laughs> That's the beauty of like doing something independently, though. You don't have to worry about it. You just you just go to town, man. Yeah, Kevin uh, jokingly says, "God, nobody would see that movie. Let's make it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. We're, we're, uh, we got, got two people here at least. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's yeah. the premise for our podcast. So, like, no one would listen to this. Let's make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's really surprising to me that the Krampus, Krampus, I guess, is how the Krampus. how they say it there in Austria. Uh, how it is really kind of pervasive there and unknown practically unknown here i guess more and more people are knowing about it there's been uh more krampus celebrations and yeah uh, i guess san francisco had a big one this year yeah every year but, on the internet i keep noticing more and more posts about it more and more talk about it more blog pieces yeah my niece was spent a year abroad and uh she was in austria for krampus night on the 5th of december and she had no idea they don't tell you so she and her buddy they're they're hanging around and they're about to go into a bar and this crazy man in a mask and a bear bearskin coat comes up with a stick <laughs> and just whips him in the legs and it split her jeans and gave her a huge welt and then the dude they like cut a, it cut his arm so they go they run for their lives they they run they get on a bus and her buddy turns and looks out the window and and 
kind of shines on the guy, the Krampus guy who runs up, stops the bus, gets on, throws a stick to one side, and just beats the crap out of her friend. Whoa. And there was no, like, it's just this lawless, insane thing that seems to be accepted. I mean, she said, I didn't see any cops. I saw a bunch of guys dressed as Krampus. They were all drunk. So huh. it's bizarre. There's so many, and it's the, it's changes. It's different from culture to culture, but basically we had the, you know, when Santa came to the U.S., I, you know, we celebrate a very traditional sort of English Christmas here. Um, they just left the Krampus behind, even though he's Chris, he's Santa Claus, Santa Claus's uh, little buddy. Yeah. So. Huh. Um, that actually huh. reminded me of a question I had for you. Uh, in your original talk, you started by talking about like the purge and how mm-hmm. there could be like this Krampus day where it'd be like the purge, but without the killing, more just random sex in public. Uh, yes. Is that part of the story that has stayed? Uh, no, you know, I'm going to, uh, I got to leave some surprises here. Okay. Uh, okay. The, the, where we cross the line is really a lot of fun. So, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's, that, that's juicy enough for us. Exactly. Where yeah. we cross the line is a lot of fun. Yeah. Well yeah. said. Because I like like, you were talking about like third graders and all that kind of, that's not crossing the line. You're talking about, there's going to be another crossing of the line here. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of lines turns yeah. out <laughs> that, that you can cross and you can cross them doing 50 miles an hour, a hundred miles an hour. We tend to be going full throttle as we cross many of those lines. All right. Well put. Um, I had one question for you, too, to end this. Um, Michael Doherty, the guy who made Trick or Treat years ago, the anthology Halloween story. Yes. Yeah. It came out in the news this week that he was doing a similar movie to you guys. Have you heard about that? I saw that. I saw that. I'm so sick of people just riding on my coattails is all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does kind of feel like after there was a lot of talk about your project, all of a sudden out of the blue, this guy's like, yeah, I'll do that, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's going to be very different from ours. It's, you know, Kevin has a specific voice. I got to write this movie with him, which is very exciting for me. But uh, I don't see anybody else uh, coming up with a script like this. So uh, I wouldn't worry that... You know, if you if you see one Krampus movie this year, <laughs> make it Anti Claus. It's I, definitely yeah. going to be yeah. I, I, absolutely. No matter what he tries to do, as far as I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it as being like a uh, secondhand copy, an imitation. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's always every huge movie has its duplicate that year, like uh, Deep Impact and Meteor. Yeah. Uh, you know, about like uh, that. that's how I look at yeah. it. Fear of a black hat and CB4. Those two accidentally. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw those. It was like the spinal taps of rap back <laughs> yes. in 1994. Yeah. And those actually they accidentally cross each other without actually knowing it. But uh, yeah, know. like this year, uh, Godzilla and her. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly true. Direct ripoffs. Yep. <laughs> well, well said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alrighty, yes, fellas. so um, I think that wraps up the uh, the interview portion of this. Um, okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to interject? Doesn't have to wrap it up if you got something to say. Yeah, exactly. Just, just say it. I I have nothing to. I mean, really, if you listen to what I say when I'm actually talking, I have nothing to say. <laughs> so. All right. All right. So uh, is it time for Professor McElfresh to make a uh, debut here? Not a real professor, first uh, of all. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was I was misinformed. We're going to delete all this, actually. I didn't realize that he was not a real professor. That's the That's power correct. of editing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, you asked me to prepare some a why for you, so I actually uh, prepared a couple of whys. Okay. If you want to, uh, if you want to do both or you want to do one. Uh, we could do both. Let's do both. You Great. Know? Let's, let's do, do it. it. Uh, okay. The first one was sent in by Brian V-Man Horn, 
He's at the Brian Home on. Uh, I'm sorry. He's at the Brian Horn on Twitter. And uh, these are both. Both of these whys have to do with the senses. Uh, this first one, he asks, uh, if we smell something bad, what is it that makes us used to it, and we can't smell it any for, anymore? Like uh, like cow poop in a when you're in the milk shed. So what do you think, fellas? What's the answer to that one? Um, uh, lack of sensitivity due to oversaturation. Very, very close. It's uh, you actually exhaust uh, your, your the particular stimuli can exhaust uh, sensory receptors, and you exp- experience sensory fatigue. But it's also known as olfactory adaptation, depending on where you go on the web to find this answer. So basically, the idea is, I guess, for survival's sake, the odor receptors stop sending messages to the brain about the lingering odor that you're smelling, and uh, after a few minutes, so that you can focus on other stuff. So even with strong smells like skunk, after a little while, you're able to, uh, you know, smell chocolate and so forth uh, over it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. It's just a, an adaptation that allows you to uh, basically deal with the gross stuff. That's why, like, <laughs> oh, like, the older you get, the more, like, perfume and cologne you wear, too, because you get used to it, the same exact smell over and over again. And people are like, stop spraying yourself with it. Yeah. I won't name any names, but we had a guy at the Tonight Show that was a huge cologne guy. And it's just like your eyes are watering. You feel like your corneas are peeling off of your eyes. That's how much is on it. And you're like, and you don't eat. You're like, please, nobody light a match. Keep all open flames away. And he was like, oh, really? I don't, I don't really smell that. Yeah, like, and you're like, you, you, you used to put it on like at a certain, it's not like it got weaker. Like clearly you don't <laughs> smell it as much. It doesn't, it's, you don't need more of it. Like seriously. I think that, I think actually the, that in combination with the Tommy Bahama shirt, you no longer smell it. That's <laughs> the, the thing is, is you gain a certain amount of weight. They cancel each other out. Yeah, you wear the Tommy Bahama shirt, and suddenly you have no idea how much cologne you're yeah. pouring onto your head. Tom, like I, I believe they actually have a line in Tommy Bahama that absorbs all the cologne smell, so you cannot smell it anymore. So everybody else can smell it and and view your bright shirt, and and, and mm-hmm. you look and like you, you're and fly. you look in the mirror, and not only do you say I smell good, you're like I look good. I fucking I'm great, man. <laughs> yeah, no great. kidding. I'm just going to get a metal detector and start sweeping the beach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you, you have another why for us? I do have another why. This was sent in by uh, Miguel. He's at BassWizard88 mm-hmm. on Twitter. And he asks, uh, why do artificial sweeteners taste sweet? Like, you get the idea that sugar, you know, breaks down in your body. You can taste it. and But why would artificial sweeteners also work? Any thoughts, fellas? Oh, geez. Artificial sweeteners being uh, like a fake sugar of some kind. Uh, Aspartame, uh, Mm -hmm. neotame, saccharin, sucralose. Those are all artificial sweeteners. And they all taste super sweet. In fact, most artificial sweeteners taste sweeter than sugar. I'm going to – I'm not sure. I'm going to go with the devil. Yeah. I'm going to say Satan. Yeah. We both vote Satan. Satan makes them taste good? Yeah, because they also give you cancer. Yeah, it's it's his evil trick. Yes, now, I first will address the cancer thing. You know, the uh, if you read the, there's a book about called Sweet and Low, and it's about the people that the family that owns the patent on Sweet and Low, and in it they discuss the fact that Sweet and Low was rumored to cause cancer in rats, and it was just a rumor. It was disproved, but it was put out there by the company trying to start another artificial sweetener. Oh, okay. So if you go and you find the actual final research, it turns out that, you know, uh, saccharin is not proven to be dangerous to you at all. Edge of my fucking uh, Cajun right here. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
Now, uh, something like, um, uh, let's see, Sorbitol. Here we go. Okay. I've All heard right. of that, actually. I don't have it in my artificial sweetener list because it's not artificial. It's not artificial. Okay. Sorbitol, it turns out, is uh, if you, in a, in a prune, which is a dried plum, the drying process causes enzymes to make different chemicals out of what's in the prune. And one of the chemicals it makes is sorbitol. It's a naturally occurring uh, sugar that's also an alcohol. That's why the OL at the end of sorbitol. And it turns out it's very, very sweet, but your body can't absorb it. So it goes through you like crap through a goose. And uh, there's other things in, in prunes that are, act more like Axlax, but that is the thing that really makes you go in there because it's a non, it just can't be absorbed by the body and it goes straight through. Just oh. like, uh, you know, those fake fats that cause anal leakage. So, oh yeah, Olestra. Yeah. Yeah, Olestra. Yeah, we know so those. It, yeah, it's not yeah. sorbitol. Yeah. Sorbitol, but there's a rare condition where you can have a sorbitol intolerance and it can be more dangerous than any artificial sweetener. So, just a little FYI for you. Remember, I am education education I, Andy. So, as it gets dull, <laughs> I'll keep talking. Um, <laughs> you've you've really enlightened us. That's actually wonderful. Uh, it turns you. out the real reason. So let me answer. Oh yeah, the actually, yeah, the, the actual yeah. why they, they taste sweet because there are sweet receptors on your tongue, and they have the same uh, reaction sites that sugar has, as all sweet things have. So even though your body may not absorb it, your tongue isn't breaking down the sugar. It's just uh, the receptors on the tongue are sensing that it's there. Oh. And in your body, the sugar breaks down, except uh, the artificial sugars do not. So. Um, you know, sucralose is a molecule that's very similar to sugar, but it's just engineered so it doesn't uh, break down. Yeah, so okay. you're like, you're tricking your brain and body into thinking you're tasting something sweet. We're giving you that, uh, you know, that like reception of being like, oh, I've done something great. I deserve this sweet thing, but you're not actually getting all the calories and everything from from the sweetness. Well, that's true. And if you, uh, I went to the Sugar Council <laughs> website, <laughs> the the Sugar Association website. And this is what they have to say about artificial sweeteners. And you tell me if this is a biased statement or not. They say, not only do artificial sweeteners packaged for sale to consumers have calories, these products do not have the same clean, sweet taste of <laughs> natural sugar. Wow. So what they're referring to is any, any item in, um, that you package when you put on the label how many calories – uh, if it has less than five calories, you can say it has none. Yeah. So gotcha. all of these things have they have a few calories. That's all. Well, yeah, they must yeah. be pretty happy. They just got a hit in their website today. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, Could be the first. That'll make, that'll make no. It'll be the second because I looked at it earlier. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, all right, fellas. Well, that does it for the why. I mean, all right. uh, you can see the it's one of the four chambers of death that we normally do on the podcast, but it's always much more interesting because. Um, for example, uh, when I said it goes through you like crap through a goose, Kevin would have jumped into his Patton, uh, recounting the movie Patton, which is a line from that movie. Oh. Uh, yeah. He's just, uh, basically, I was able to get through about five times as much material yeah, we're, without we're get, Kevin being here. We're, we're, we're treating this more of like an interview, let you talk a little bit, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I, I, I just well, wanted to talk about crap for a second when you said that. I don't that, think neither but, one of us are nearly as high either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anyone is. <laughs> I mean, I am high during the show based on just the secondhand smoke. I don't I was know gonna, if you heard yeah. the I was going to say, we you're probably... We did a live podcast, and uh, did you hear the second live podcast? I did a uh, yes, pee test on yes. stage. Yeah. Oh, and God. I tested positive for... Uh, 
tested, tested positive for marijuana, so I will never be working for the Department of Defense. Uh, yeah. Always a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin Smith. Jeez. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, I'm anytime. You guys are great. I, I enjoy your show, and uh, I appreciate your asking me on. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, for all of our listeners, uh, once again, this was Andrew McElfrish, and you can listen to him on Smodco, uh, Education with uh, Kevin Smith and Andrew McElfrish. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. So awesome. thank you. Have a great day. All right. We're here at Vermont Comic Con 2015, and we are talking to Brian O'Halloran. He was in the movies Clerks, Clerks 2, and the upcoming Clerks 3. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for sitting down and taking your time to do this. Not at all. Now, I think uh, everyone would like to know right off the bat if there's anything you can say about Clerks 3 since it's hotly anticipated. Well, uh, what I can say about it is um, we've had the script done. Kevin has had it finished for about a year and a half now. I've had it in my hands and stuff. And uh, through logistics of things I couldn't get solved as of yet we had been pushing it back and pushing it back and in the meantime during that time of pushing it back kevin had went on to do uh, some other films yoga hosers with his wife and johnny right. uh, well not his wife his daughter and his johnny depp's daughter and then uh he's done he's now working on uh moose jaws which is another part of that canadian trilogy and then uh in the meantime we're gonna do actually a mall rats 2 which we start shooting in january of 2016 So that'll give us time to work out the logistics of Clerks 3 that we need to get done. But having read that about a year and a half ago and having it in my possession, i got to say it's got to be one of the most funniest and and most really uh, compelling scripts that he's written using all of every kind of the best of of all his other previous scripts. So as a a fan of the series as well and just wanting to get it done it's it's like that christmas gift that you can't wait to give to your to you know to your significant other and you buy it in august and you're like yeah. god i oh, can't wait yeah. to see her reaction it's kind of like my my feeling of knowing what the script is and wanting to so want to see the fan reaction you just gotta to hold it. on to it yeah. for a while yeah i cannot wait yep we are anticipating it. So, you know, if you just want to spill all the beans to us right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, I've signed a piece of paper that eventually <laughs> if I do that, I have to spend like $3 million. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. So. so at least not on a microphone. Then. Yeah, that ain't gonna <laughs> Where's some recorded evidence. All right, so I think we do have a few questions you can answer, though. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right, so we're going to ask you five questions. Uh, we'll start with number one. This is an easy one. Which would you rather be, a stale Pop-Tart or Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Well, see? see? I'm, okay, I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. We've got a lot of stale pop tarts today. She's rich. Yeah, but just just think of all the friggin' dick she's getting. Oh yeah, (laughs) she's breaking hearts left and right because you know these guys are like, oh, you're hot, you're awesome. I want to totally. They whip out their dick. She's like, whoa, whoa, I don't do that. And she breaks their hearts, but she see. I'm sure she sees a lot of the dick. Oh, well, oh I'm yeah. I'm sure she absolutely Yeah, and at least it. touches it, or at least it gets rubbed on her. And when she's like, whoa, back up, I'm not that girl. Oh, geez, and I, every time she wants a new song, she just breaks up with somebody and goes and Oh, absolutely. One. She's like, just yeah, like the clean-cut version of what Alanis Morissette was in the 90s. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Where she gets heartbreak, and then she makes millions off the, the heartbreak. Yep. It's just that she's doing it at an accelerated rate. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. She's, learned, she's learned from the yeah. Well, that's like every, all the kids today. Born. Like yeah, these they, modern pop stars, they up their timetable. Well, yeah, it's every, the shoulders of giants. But it's also the youth. The youth are a very short attention span. Look at their entertainment. They can't wait for that next week's episode of something. They or, have to wait yeah. until it's binged watched. So you wait for series like Netflix or Hulu or whatever to give you five episodes all at once because yep. their attention is just like I got to watch it now. Otherwise, I have no time for you. Exactly. And it's the same thing I think with relationships. I have, oh, very good. Very Great. good answer. I appreciate somebody else choosing Taylor Swift. Um, all right. If uh, Donald Trump became president, what do you think he would do on day one? 
I think he shit himself. He'd be like, what? They fell for this? <laughs> I really pulled this off? <laughs> now what do I do? I wasn't serious. <laughs> um, kind of the, the same thing like the first, like the second Bush when uh, the junior Bush got elected. Like, oh my God, they, I, I did this. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, one of his first things is probably just to gold leaf the outside pillars of the White House. It needs more gold. I yeah. think it needs more gold. Yeah, it, it doesn't put, have enough it gold. Just put the Trump House, <laughs> yeah. giant letters that. Yeah. If anybody has ever been down to Atlantic City and went to Trump Plaza or the Trump Taj Mahal or, or any of the other tr- Trump, all it, the Trump, I've yeah. never had the pleasure. It's it's gold is liberally used almost wow. everywhere, and if it's not real gold, it just it has to look gold. It's, it's like it's like coming through the vents. Yeah, like gold I think I yeah. think like four generations back, I think the Trump family was some sort of Persian influence of having gold on things. Okay. It looks nice, yeah. I guess. All right, uh, number three. Uh, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, Empire. Empire uh, that's hands down. Mine I mean, too. Come on. I mean, when we had that said in the in the first Clerks, it was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, that was not me lying when I was saying those lines. It was me honestly saying, like, yeah, absolutely. Kevin from the heart. Yeah. There was no coaching from Kevin. Like, now what he means yeah. to be like, no, I totally get this. <laughs> yeah. I like, got this. Best performance Yeah, ever. yeah. It's the most authentic line in the whole film. <laughs> uh, okay, well, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. Right off nice. the bat. Yeah, you got these. You, you're rattling these right off. What, I, I, what cannot invisibility not solve? Uh, pretty much everything. Rob Banks. Rob Banks. Like start, I like you start with Get crime. Revenge. Yeah. You know. Like you're, you're a villain. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Wanna, save babies you, from fire. If you're in that mood to be pervy, you could walk into places where you're not supposed to be and just, yeah. sit, <laughs> just sit back. You don't have to do anything. Yep. But if you want to rescue someone, you could go in in a hostage situation, be the That's one to true. disarm. First I mean, there's a lot of good and bad with it. You know, if you want to catch a flight somewhere but you can't afford money, you just get in and stand out of the way yeah. as people like, go in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And the last question, number five, what is the strangest convention interaction you've had today? Today. Today. Mm, Yesterday. We figured you probably had a lot in the past, so let's just boil it down to one. Um, Someone at the panel talked about, we were talking about something, things that were weird and something, and the guy got up and said, you want to know what's weird? There's someone on the internet who did a portrait of Donald Trump using menstrual blood. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, we had, we got there. We went to that point. We're like, Really? And then I said, well, then what did they use to do the golden hair? And I was like, wait, I don't want to know. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, that beats everyone's answer, I think, today. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't play around. I, I, I say it to win. Bring it you, hardcore. Uh, yeah, you, so you, Brian O'Halloran for the win. Hashtag? Anything. Anything. Yeah, hashtag yeah. Brian O'Halloran for the win. Right. FTW. Very good. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your time. We appreciate you sitting down with us. Enjoy. By the way, I'll have my own podcast released soon. It's called The O'Hallorant. It'll be on uh, Kevin's network. So by all means, very nice. Forward to that. More of this kind of banter with other people. Good. I like that. Yeah. That's what we're all about. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. We are here with Scott Schiaffo from the movie Clerks. If you remember the scenes with the Chulies gum guy, then you remember Scott Schiaffo. Uh, welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Oh, thank you very much for sitting down with us. No problem. Now, my first question is, what have you been up to recently? Wow. Well, most recently, I worked on, and Brian O'Halloran has, and Marilyn Gigliotti, and a lot of us from the first Clerks, uh, the Kevin Smith biopic called uh, Shooting Clerks. It's actually produced by some people overseas. Um, I didn't know that existed. Yeah, it's a biopic, and it's loosely, well, it's not loosely based. It's based on Kevin's life from high school right on through the time he shot Clerks, and then Clerks was released. So it's a biopic of that part of his life. Okay. And I was very fortunate to be cast to play his dad. 
so I play Donald Smith. Um, it's not a very big role in the grand scheme of that particular film, but Kevin's dad played a super big role in his life, and Kevin talks about that all the time. So it was very, it was touching. I never got to know Kevin's dad uh, or meet him personally, per se, but I did get to speak to a lot of people who knew him, and I, I had heard Kevin talk about him a lot in the Q&As. Um, you know, his dad was a big reason why Kevin went into film. He, he was very supportive of him. So playing his dad was really touching and sweet, and uh, that was exciting. And like I said, a bunch of us from the first film are in in uh, Shooting Clerks, it's called. Hopefully it'll be out this year, probably, if not this year, early next year. Um, That's a great gosh, concept, too, yeah, to bring back up. the original cast, but then have you all shuffle right. around who yeah, you are yeah. and who you play. Right. It's, it's really, uh, if you check these guys out online, they did a film called um, Get Greedo, The 12 Steps of Jason Mewes. And you could find it online and on YouTube. I, I think I heard about that on one of uh, Kevin's podcasts. He right. mentioned it, yeah. Right, and it's awesome. And Kevin was so taken with it that, uh, you know, he came on as a producer for the biopic. Okay. Because these guys really, I mean, they're big fans, they're serious filmmakers, and they did it with a lot of heart. So it's, it's I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, that sounds incredible. Yeah, we're we'll definitely going to check, check it out when it comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I think we're going to transition, if uh, you're okay with that, That's into fine. our five questions. Sure. Yeah. These are just a bunch of random questions we decided to pop together. Whoops, there we go. Um, number one, uh, which would you rather be, a stale Pop-Tart or Taylor Swift? Oh, man, Taylor Swift. There you go, there, there you there. go, two in a row. <laughs> Smart guys, stopping all the table. I mean, if for no other reason, I guess you'd have to go with her because she's rich. Yeah, although... She's although, rich, she's hot, she's... I, I happen to... I, I do enjoy her music, okay? I'm not going to say I'm a big fan, but I actually <laughs> did like the last record. And, uh, you know, what the heck? Jeez. Be a hot blonde. Works <laughs> for me. There's got to be something good. in that. Yeah. Uh, number two. If Trump became president, what do you think he would do on day one? Oh, God. That's a scary, scary question. What would he do on day one? I don't know. He would certainly probably insult a lot of people um <laughs> if there's anybody left at that point to insult i gotta say you know i mean i'm i don't like to get political uh i'm a fan of trump before he ran i'm, I'm not a fan of him running i don't yep. think what's happening trump as president's a different trump than trump yeah the, oh it's a very the different wacky man. businessman See, rich yeah, yeah you know it's kind of like i'm afraid if he were to get in i, I kind of think that he embodies a lot of what the rest of the world sees as negative things about us Americans. Right. So that's just a personal thing. And again, I don't like to get too political, but gosh, I, I don't know what he would do. He would certainly certainly be abrasive, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good bet on that one. Um, all right, so what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, the first one. And, and because yeah. it just it touches a touchstone for me because I'm old enough to have gone. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. And I know my like buddy O'Halloran did too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we saw, you know, that was one of the first films where there were lines around the block. Yeah. And, you know, the quote-unquote blockbuster film, you know. So the first one just holds a special kind of thing for me. You yeah. know, and I'm not the biggest sci-fi guy either. But the first one is just, you know. I hear you. Yep, great answer. Uh, number four, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Wow, you know, we did a Q&A recently, and I think I was asked that as well. And I tell you, man, I came up with something really, like, ridiculous. Like, like as an, as an empath, I would be able to 
send somebody in pain and remove that pain. And I know that sounds like, oh my God, this guy is like, you know, squishy, feely kind of guy. But I am in master, I'm, I'm actually in graduate school right now for a second uh, degree in professional counseling. So I'm into self-helping people and blah, blah, blah. So I know that's a corny answer, but it is what it is. No, it's a very yeah. good answer. I, I like know. That. I, I think everybody else would be like, I'd be invisible so I could sneak into locker rooms. Yeah. You're really blowing them out. You're making <laughs> yeah. them feel like, like sound like terrible people. And Brian O'Halloran included. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's hilarious. I'm sure he had you guys. Oh, that was literally that. his answer. Invisibility so he could sneak into locker rooms. That was Brian. <laughs> right. Pretty much, yeah. I, I mean, he, he said a couple other things before. That it was like, more right, nuanced. Same people, but yeah, then finally he got to the real Neil. So. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so the last one here. Uh, what's your strangest convention transaction? action today today yeah what did you run into what's weird today wow today oh gosh nothing really bizarre happened today that's a good day uh no it was a very good day we had we had a pretty awesome day i i wish i had something great to tell you i mean nothing wacky happened here i mean my, my wackiest convention story was just uh, the movie Vulgar, if anybody's familiar with it, the character I play in Vulgar is a real nasty kind of guy. He's a wife-beating, uh, abusive guy. And I had done a con once where a couple came and they were like really high-end, like covered in ink, covered in, in piercings, really sweet people. But like that was their favorite character of the movie. And like he had his wife sit in my lap to take a bunch of pictures, and it got really wacky and odd, yeah. but nothing that crazy. <laughs> Today's been wonderful. I wish I had something to share that was odd. Nothing odd really happened. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. the mark of a good convention where people are behaving, everyone's oh, having a good yeah. time, yeah. and nothing bad's happened. Pretty that's no, awesome. not at all. Pretty very good. Style. All right. All right. Well, uh, that's the uh, five questions. Awesome, we guys. We appreciate your time. Oh, you got uh, it. Do you have anything uh, you want to plug currently or any, uh, uh, where they can find you online? Well, I'm, I'm super into Facebook. I'm like, you know, a real Facebook maniac, and I run my own Facebook. So please find me there, Scott Schiaffo, Facebook. Come on on. Uh, ScottSchiaffo.com. I do a lot of work with an animal charity as well. So if you go to ScottSchiaffo.com, there's a place where you can purchase very cost, um, very reasonably priced uh, collectibles. Brian has signed things. I've signed things. A lot of my other cast uh, friends from Clerks and other films have signed things for the animals. And you could buy it direct from there through PayPal. And the money goes mostly to the animals. Wow, that's, that's great awesome. for a great cause. All right. Yeah, great. Well, thank you for your time. Oh, you got it. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. That uh, wasn't that fun. Look at all these people from Kevin Smith's universe we, who like to talk to us and we like to talk to them. We, and we were would so like to young. say real quick. Thank you. Thank you for talking to those two young yeah. bucks, full of energy, full of pep. They, The world was in front of them. The, the world was their oyster. They just had to take it and eat it and then feel horny because they put it in their body. Because that's how oysters work. Right? That, uh, uh, the, well, the thing about uh, that, now you just made me feel bad because now it sounds like we're all, like old and grizzled. Like we just don't have the energy left. We're like... Or like we're just both smoking cigarettes and like we fat. just we're admitted just like, to doing a bad podcast and replacing it. With all right, a we don't show. have a fucking energy to do this anymore. So let's bring one up from the vaults. I hope you all like listening and get jokes number about one, dicks. Number Boom. one, your smoking's unconvincing. You're not a smoker. I'm not a smoker. I'm not either. But I was holding you with two hands <laughs> like I was jerking somebody off. Neither like, one how of do us you smoke is. a cigarette? Well, that's a very long cigarette. That's but one also the bill cigarettes. But also, we figure a lot of our uh, current listeners, not everyone who listens to a podcast and loves it, goes back and listens from day one. We appreciate our listeners who did, and um, I would encourage anyone else who wants to, to go back and do it, because our show is kind of timeless. We don't do anything with date stamps. 
Uh, every story we do, for the most part, could be listened to out of context, uh, temporally, and enjoyed, uh, temporally. <laughs> Tem- Tem- Thank you for saving <laughs> with, me. With a t- with tempora. <laughs> Uh, with tempura, tempura chicken. This episode, by the way, brought to you by Tempura Chicken Temporally. Remember when we said that thing about not being on tonight? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. normally would have rolled like a sponsor ad right there that we yeah. made up, but uh, we don't have that in us. So, um, Welcome to Crazy Charlie's Great Deep South Texas Stir Fried Tempura Chicken. We take bowls. Yeah, bowls. And we tempura chicken the hell out of them. How do you make a bowl tempura chicken? I don't know. You remove the chicken, then you tempura it. And it's tempura chicken. How do you make beef chicken? You don't. You lie. <laughs> Fuck you. you. I don't. <laughs> it's listen to the podcast, assholes. You lie a lot. And then you go home and you shit it out, because guess what? It's real turds, man turds, rock solid meteors that bet F like we go into Mother- space and try to blow up, but he can't because they're so rock solid. You could ride them like a rocket hitting Hiroshima with your saddle, your hat going, Dr. Strange love motherfucker. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to blow up. You're not going to have the runs. Everyone's going to be happy because it's Wild Bill's Tempore Chicken. Was that what it was called when you first <laughs> announced it? <laughs> You may have just changed vendor names by the time. I don't know. I don't know. We sell for nine chains, and sometimes they're confusing because you know who cooks the chicken? Chain gangs. Yeah, we have blacks on chains, and they cook chicken. Technical difficulties. This was a fucking TV show. There would just be somebody like pulling you off with a cane, and just technical difficulties. No, Scott. No. But catch us uh, on on social media. Uh, if you want to catch a, a Lost at Home podcast, you can go to our website, lostathomepodcast.com. Or you can go to our Twitter. You can go to Twitter. At, the, the, at lost the Lost at Home. The Lost at Home. Don't go to at Lost at Home. No, at There's the. a douchebag on the other end of that waiting for you. In fact, actually, go to Lost at Home as well. Actually, yeah, tweet the fuck yeah, out of him. Tweet the fuck out of him. That guy's a dickhead. We tried getting that account from him a couple times, like through monetary means and negotiations. And we don't even make money on that. Like that was gonna be he, out of pocket. We're just like we just would like it. Bag. People are probably gonna be tweeting at you because we're fucking cool and you're not. And, no, he's uh, sitting on a dead account just to uh, just piss us off. So at his fight. fuck him. Write to him every day if you're a listener of this show and just say hurtful things or report <laughs> his account as being illegitimate. Everybody, uh, uh, by the way, my name is Jeremiah. I don't condone cyberbullying. Uh, Scott does. My name is the, Scott, <laughs> and I would love you to cyberbully the a, fuck out. I would of, say you're a cyberbully enthusiast, if there's such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, that is the closest you can get to a cyberbully enthusiast. Um, now let's make sure to like like encourage his suicide, because I think they give accounts away once you die. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a there's like an old uh, what what do they call it like uh, where where you uh, go online you can find out like if there's a uh, uh, oh, oh uh, uh, unclaimed property there's like an yeah. old unclaimed which, like which, a graveyard which, which of, accounts online have been freed up through cyber through, su- <laughs> through cyber bullying slash suicides yes. yes which they might as well go together we we should do an ad for that company next week as our sponsor well. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Next week, we'll be in, in better spirits and have a little more No, energy. next week is just going to be a clip show yeah, of yeah. Uh, my yeah. Snap 6 two appearances. And then the, the next one is going to be a clip show of these last two shows, where it's a clip show of us announcing the clip shows. Highlights yeah. of us announcing shows. Yeah. Uh, we, On this week's show, Dan Harmon. 
on this week's yeah. show, Scott Chiaffo. And, and it just know, keeps going and going and going. And now we've got all the Star Wars trailers stitched together back to back. Fuck it. I don't care. Oh, the, one th- the one thing I do regret from the show that no one will ever get to hear is uh, I did see Captain America Civil War, and I encourage everyone to see it. It is absolutely a 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh, good, good. That's a, that's pretty solid, man. That's Honestly, like getting that's, it is. that's like getting a five point five on Pitchfork, man. It's, it's like watching hardcore. one of your favorite James Bond movies, but it's a little bit better than that because the production value is really high. It's funny because you said something similar about like the last, the Winter Soldier, uh, which is right? the best James Bond movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, this I'm, one was. I'm glad they kind of kept that feeling. Like, it is. It's yeah. a James Bond movie, but then they're throwing like. An but in Avenger the middle, in you see the biggest superhero smackdown in the history of movies, and it is hilariously awesome. I Spider-Man pick- has been done right the first time ever, and I we I I've heard that, and actually it was a, a big. Uh, Kevin Smith touted that actually yep. when he was talking on, on Babylon and, and uh, Ant Man said it was like and the Spider-Man's, best Spider Man ever. Ant Man, Spider Man, and Black Panther steal the show. They have created names for themselves for the first time ever in the history of the world. Yeah, they're called Ant Man, Black Panther, and that other one you said. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, there's one scene in the movie which everyone is gonna laugh at hysterically when they see it, but I'm gonna ruin it for all. Spoiler the alert! Right you're now. gonna laugh at whatever that Scott's about to say. Yeah. For the first time this episode, you're gonna laugh at something Scott says. No, oh, they... oh, burn, baby, burn! <laughs> All right, we're just gonna go into a burn episode now. Want to go? Uh, like, uh, what is it? Yo, mama joke. Uh, I was style, just gonna right? say the thing I was gonna say before you went into. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, that would be better. Actually, be way better. Now, there's a great that. moment where uh, a hot guy there and uh, Black Panther are sitting in a car outside of their costumes. Oh, what? And, like Black and... Panther can't be hot because he's black? Is that well, it? No, the hot, hot guy looks at him and goes, "Say, you like cats?" And just, it's so subtle and so amazing. And it, it's actually, it, I'll, I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to laugh at it. You will in the Believe theater because the moment works. I like the spoiler. You just tanked fucking the Captain America Civil War because people if heard would, that description and said, I'm not going to that. In one sentence, I could tank spoilers forever for that movie, but I will not say the one line spoiler that would ruin that movie for fans. Just go and watch it and understand that you're watching a James Bond movie that in the middle just goes bonkers with special effects. Bonkers is what, well, yeah. Bonkers. bonkers. Yeah. They might as well have played Dizzy Rascals Bonkers at that point and just gone crazy. That's a good song. If I didn't already have a song to go out on, I'd go out on Dizzy Rascals All right. Bonkers. But- good night, everyone. Have fun. We're going out on Dizzy Rascals. <laughs> uh, we could, we could. Bop 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 bonkers. Yeah, let's do that. I'll save my uh, chain in the gang for next week. Boom. Okay, Enjoy good. bonkers by Dizzy Rascal. That's a good song. Take care. I wake up every day is a daydream Everything in my life ain't what it seems I wake up just to go back to sleep I act real shallow but I'm in too deep And all I care about is sex and violence A heavy baseline is my kind of silence Everybody says that I gotta get a grip But I let sanity give me the slip Some people think I'm bonkers But I just think I'm free And I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me some people pay for thrills, but I get mine for free Man, I'm just living my life, there's nothing crazy about me Bonkers
a daydream Everything in my life ain't what it seems I went cop just to go back to sleep I act real shallow but I'm in too deep And all I care about is sex and violence A heavy baseline is my kind of silence Everybody says that I gotta get a grip But I let sanity give me the slip Bonkers Some people think I'm bonkers But I just think I'm free And I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Some people pay for thrills But I get mine for free Man, I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Ooh, yeah, man. In the floor now. Yeah, back then, back then, back then. I wake up every day is a daydream Everything in my life ain't what it seems I wake up just to go back to sleep I act real shallow but I'm in too deep And all I care about is sex and violence A heavy baseline is my kind of silence Everybody says that I gotta get a grip But I let sanity give me the slip Bonk, 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 bonk. Some people think I'm bonkers But I just think I'm free Man I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Some people pay for thrills, but I get mine for free. Man, I'm just living my life. There's nothing crazy about me.